0: Hello and welcome to El Podcast de Renate Epton, the show that engages with others on current events and issues to inspire cultural and social awareness. I'm your host, Renate Epton. And today we're going to talk about behavior, cognitive functions and the fascinating nature of the workings of our brain with Sofia Rosso. Our guest today is a sophomore at Barnard College of Columbia University, majoring in psychology and neuroscience. Hi Sofia, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hi, thank you for having me and giving me this opportunity to share
0: with others about my field. Oh, I'm so excited about this podcast today. So Sophia, I read the bounds of neuroscience are limitless. Every day, new questions are being asked about the brain. What's your take on that? It's definitely
1: true. In many aspects, we know little about the brain. For example, it has been an incredible challenge for neuroscientists to pin down the function of dreams. We have two stages of sleeping during the night. There is non-REM sleep and REM sleep. REM stands for random eye movement. We engage mostly in non-REMs when we sleep, but the REM stages occur mostly when we dream. Now, it is not clear what initiates dreams, but research from Harvard University proposes that dreams are memories of the cerebral cortex that become elicited by random discharges of the pons during REM sleep, which you could think of as a vital control center in the interior part of your brain. These findings, however, do not explain how random activity can trigger complex stories during our dreams, such as crazy stories, or how dreams can recur night after night. Another debatable topic are mental illnesses because they vary immensely between people. During the pandemic, this has become a great subject of interest, especially due to the detrimental effects on mental health that we have all experienced.
0: All right, so what are some things
1: that we know? You know, the brain is incredibly hard to study which is why it's so exciting when there are significant discoveries in the field of neuroscience. One exciting finding has to do with language. I learned language has profound consequences on brain functioning. And as a bilingual person, research focused on bilingual people draws my attention a lot. Today, there is growing evidence that bilingual individuals may have higher levels of empathy. According to a recent study from the University of Chicago, bilingual children are more likely to be empathetic and better communicators. This is because exposure to another language gives people, and children in this case, a better understanding of others' perspectives. I mean, you're trying to understand someone with different forms of expression and communication, and so speaking two or more languages then can enhance your ability to understand other points of views. This podcast could be proof of the research I just mentioned. You have an audience that speaks Spanish, and here we are speaking English. By listening to this podcast, you could say your listeners try to put themselves in other people's shoes. They want to understand the nuances of
0: complex issues, and not just the binaries of it which is great. Oh, 100%. So, you're saying there is scientific evidence that bilingual individuals have higher levels of empathy due to the fact that they're able to understand other points of view? That is pivotal to my research in why we need to become more empathetic. Yeah, it's incredible what neuroscience can teach us about ourselves. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to someone wanting to learn more about neuroscience?
1: Well, in my personal experience, when I took my first neuroscience class ever, I found it intimidating. As an immigrant, a Latina, and a first-generation student, I did not find many who looked like me in that class. Not only that, but in the professional field of neuroscience, women are underrepresented. I used to think of science-related subjects as far away from my interest of years ago. And today, I would advise someone that is interested in neuroscience to find a specific aspect related to your life and even your family's history and connect it to findings that help you understand yourself and your loved ones better. For example, if a person close to you goes through trauma, perhaps you would like to understand how their brain networks have changed. More specifically, you will learn about symptoms that occur due to trauma, such as this And how symptoms such as this impact distinct parts of the brain you would probably reach exciting questions like is there a way to treat the brain differently than going to therapy and from there on your curiosity would
0: just go on right so you mentioned the findings that help you understand yourself and others better could you tell us more about some of the best resources that have helped you along the way
1: yeah, I would recommend this uh, great book called Talking to Strangers uh, by Malcolm Gladwell, a Canadian psychologist. Um, it, it's fascinating. Everything he talks about has to do a lot with psychology. And for me, being part of organizations at school, such as Great Matters, which is Columbia's undergraduate neuroscience journal, has also been a great resource.
0: Well, thank you so much for being with us today. For those who want to follow you, what is your Instagram account?
1: You can follow me
0: at Sofia Ricorroso. Okay, guys, follow Sofia in her social media. And thank you for listening to El Podcast de Renate Epton. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by following in Spotify. Then stay tuned for the next week episode. Abrazo. Bye. (laughs) I'm <laughs> mm.